From the Boss Mortgage Studio in Bend, Oregon, welcome to Truth in Lending. Grab your hammer and a T-square because we are nailing it down with the mortgage dudes today. That's oh, right. God. We are talking about <laughs> construction loans. And yes, they do exist. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or your loan officer looking to add another tool to your toolkit, stick around as Jake Van Cleve and Corey Alderman walk us through the construction loan process. Today is January 17th, 2024, and this is Truth in Lending. Here we are. Do you have I your hammer? I think it's a tool in your tool belt. Toolkit? I think tool it's kit. tool belt. Toolbox. Toolbox? Tool All box. right, well, Toolbox. it's up for debate. Let's spend the next 30 minutes arguing <laughs> that one thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> All right. It's a packed house today. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Oh my gosh, my voice. Um, we got uh, Jake and Corey and Randy and Greg and me. So a lot of testosterone. It's very cozy. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about who the mortgage dudes are. You guys are the mortgage dudes, huh? Jake, you want to take that over? Mortgage, sure. Mortgage dude. <laughs> the actual mortgage dudes was just something we created to separate ourselves. Something like we could do together kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But introducing myself, so... Jake Van Cleve, I've been lending for seven years. Mm -hmm. We pretty much got licensed within two weeks of each other. <laughs> I think we scored the exact same score on the NMLS test, which was probably 1% barely qualifying. But me too, yeah. It meant to be. Nobody <laughs> asks anymore. <laughs> Nobody asks anymore. But do you need, I mean, do you need fancy details about me? Anything you want to share. Do you got any special we stats? Any special skills? Besides, dirty as we yeah. want. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, technically married. Three daughters. Oh man, hopefully couple your female, wife doesn't listen to the show. Couple technically married. <laughs> technically <laughs> still married. Three daughters, a couple female dogs. There we do have a, a, a boy horse. So what is got Jake, what is your uh, <laughs> what's your legal title at Man Mortgage? So I'm a loan officer and then at one point I was getting paid very little money to do some of our social media marketing. Mm. And posting things on social media. And because I was getting paid extra, I'd have an, an extra title legally or something like that to get paid. So if you actually are in, within our company teams or you're sending me an email, my actual title comes back as licensed licensed marketing coordinator. And so it's like if I'm a wow. if I'm producing and I'm in the top <laughs> 10, I'm in the top 10% in the company or something like that and it you know it says branch manager branch manager loan officer loan officer my name says Jake Van Cleve licensed marketing coordinator <laughs> man that's, that's who this, I want this, to do my loan this mark yeah like on my actual emails on my website it's all loan officer but yeah. with internally you see licensed marketing coordinator i don't even oh, do fancy. i don't even do it anymore that's for us <laughs> for the mortgage dudes yeah absolutely well let's talk about why we're really here well, construction let's hear about Corey. Loans. let's hear about Corey. I, it's Corey over here too. i'm a lender, just like Jake said, he <laughs> talked about it. We got licensed uh, within two weeks of each other, the whole thing. So it's been a bromance since the start, I'll tell you that. So that's how we kind of rolled into the mortgage dudes. Sorry Beautiful. I cut you off there, Corey. I was just, I was so enthralled with what Jake was talking about as uh, marketing coordinating <laughs> licensing. His expertise. This is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> so so let, let's talk about construction loans. Do they exist? Are they as painful as they seem? No, and they yes. don't exist, and yes, they are painful. <laughs> I would say <laughs> yes, yep. yes, yep. they do exist. Confirmed. And then, <laughs> are they painful? I would say yes and no. We kind of chatted a, a little bit about this. I think that if you're in construction loans and it's a majority of the business that you do, 
and you know what you're doing, it's not that painful. Mm-hmm. It does, it's not painful for you as the LO. It's not painful for the client and the relationship and the transaction for them if a realtor is involved at the same time. When it becomes painful is if you're a loan officer and it isn't something that's in your toolbox, tool belt, toolbox, toolkit, toolkit. toolkit. <laughs> if it's not in, if it's not in that <laughs> toolbox and you're just one-offing them, there's mm-hmm. so much that go into them that it can be extremely painful for everyone involved if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, that's that's always my conversation. Is like I can answer the questions for you, and then when it comes to actually doing it, it's like, let me pass you off to the right person that's mm-hmm. going to be able to do this. Because in my understanding, my perspective is that it's not, it's not a 30 day transaction. How long does a typical construction loan take? It, it can be 30 days if you're good at what you do. It's, okay. And just like anything else is based off the appraisal and getting everybody involved and doing their part to get us everything. And I mean, but during the draw period, do you have people come back to you for questions or do they only then handle hundred percent to the servicer? You are babysitting this deal say it's a 12 month build, you're babysitting this deal for 12 yeah, months. That's that's what I was referring to. Yeah. Gotcha. The yeah, process gotcha. I guess could take 30 days, but yeah. So as a loan officer, a lot of times, yeah, you'll, you'll close a deal, a traditional deal. And obviously you want to stay in contact with these people just as a business, you yeah. know, a business owner of yourself. But a lot of times you don't, you might not talk to that person for six months, a year, five years when they come back to refinance or buy their next house. Because the draws, sorry, now I'm just getting into it without going into it. You're Maybe getting way ahead. <laughs> okay, Katie. never mind, never mind. Corey, <laughs> Corey, this question's for you. So if I'm a borrower, what should I do first? Like anything uh, when you're buying building is uh, get pre-approved. The approval process is really simple. It's the same exact thing as getting approved if you're buying a home purchase, right? It's the same exact thing. Income, credit um it's simple uh, it really is there's there's nothing different to it so okay seems easy enough yeah yeah and <laughs> and how does it work is it a lot easier if they already own the land how's wrapping that into it it we we've gone back and forth on this a little bit because i've always felt like if you already own the land it's easier simply because you don't have the timeline of needing to close on the piece of land or the issues that come with it of does it does it have well septic power does it have all the utilities there is there you know ccnr rules is there an hoa you got to deal with all these different things so if you're already on the land we can use the equity that you bought it for or that you've built over time in it which can go towards your down payment can go towards your closing costs traditionally like a normal refinance being able to roll that stuff in Corey, on the other hand not not 100 but you love it when people are buying land there's no seller on when you own the land, it's a refinance. So you can't ask for seller credit. So a builder is a third party that you're hiring on. Uh, we've fought we've fought with the VA trying to figure out how we can get them to give us seller credit. They can give us builder credit, but you're still stuck to that 3% threshold. So you can't allocate it and buy that rate down You know, with where rates are at. Um, when you have a seller involved, it's not, you can ask for seller credit based on whatever loan program you're doing up to you know requirements, 3%, 6% on the govies. But, and it's not based off the land price. It's going to be based off. So if you ask the seller, hey, I want you to give me 6% of, you know, towards closing costs, it's going to be off the overall overall project uh, budget. So if the land is 100000 project's 400000 you can get that 6% off 500000 oh. off that contract. So some people don't know. But for me, where we're trying to buy rates down, people are very typical about pulling the plug because they're scared of where payments are at. Um, if you can get some seller credit and get the rate down, even though, you know, these, some of these features, we have float down features, some banks, things like that. But if you can get them locked in up front in a lower and they feel comfortable with it, I mean, buying that down if the seller's paying for it, it's a win-win, I think. So 
I yeah. buying it all in one and grouping it all in one instead of own it to me is a little better, but gotcha. I awesome. think there's, there's perks to both. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And is a realtor involved with both or how do you feel about realtors being involved at all? If they own their own land, there's no, yeah. there's no realtor. Now, if they're buying the land, uh, there's a lot of legality stuff. We don't know a lot about the land itself. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to go dig in on that stuff, even though we do somewhat, that's really up to th- for them to do that or the, the borrower himself. But I mean, a realtor is very important to our industry. I think they do. They take a lot of the legality stuff off our shoulders. Um, borrowers don't want to go into all that stuff. So they're definitely very involved on a, on a purchase of the land part of it. Yeah, um, definitely. And a big perk you think about all these big builders right now are giving, uh, they're giving, they're, they're paying these realtors percentages back. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them I've heard 3% uh, off the overall project, you know, budget too. So, I mean, why not? I mean, a lot of them push it away against it because it's a, it's a longer close. Um, they're not getting paid off, you know, a big, but mm-hmm. if you really get into it, the incentives are pretty good for the, the realtors right now. Yeah. And how, how do you put realtor minds at ease for this? Because it's, you know, as a realtor, it's a lot of like, okay, if you do the construction route, okay, this is going to take a long time. I don't know if I want to take this on. Da, 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 da. So how do you, how do you really help them out? I, me personally, I think part of it's what Corey was talking about where, easing the mind of a realtor on a transaction is again, going back to working with a loan officer that does them all the time. So when we call and say, Hey, you know, this pre-approval for this land is built inside a bigger construction loan. I've already got their builder approved. I'm already working on their plans and specs. The builder says they're going to back back to me in, you know, a week or two kind of thing is I think going into a transaction that way, letting them know where you're at and how that's going to work is going to make you feel as a realtor way more comfortable versus mm-hmm. you talking to a loan officer and like, yeah, I, I, we're, I've started kind of working on stuff. You have no idea, you yeah. know? So that's the way we try to ease minds of realtors when land purchases come in with it. Awesome. Basically, Greg just wants to know if he's getting paid or not. He gets paid. <laughs> yeah, very important. <laughs> so so let's talk about, so you talk about the, um, the pre-approval process, pretty easy, really just like credit application like any other purchase. Um, but you had mentioned something like plans, specs, cost breakdowns. Now, obviously there's going to have to be an approval on the total construction amount. So if I'm just pretend that I'm a buyer and I want to build my own house, how do I go about doing all that? Do I need to figure out who my builder is going to be? Are these things that are pretty easy to, um, to get and how long does it take? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take this one. Um, when it comes to plans and specs and budget and all that stuff is, it's extremely important. Corey was talking about when we get someone pre-approved, getting the income credit, all that stuff inside a file, seeing what they're approved for is pretty much the same. It comes to when we actually are letting you know, hey, you're approved for $500,000. What all needs to be built inside that is, do you already own your land? If you don't, the land needs to be. Have you started working with a builder? Do you have an idea? Most people, just like when they're buying a house, they've been on Zillow or Realtor.com screwing around looking at houses before we ever talk right. to them. <laughs> Very similar in construction where we will go and we'll get something like, yeah, I've been working with Joe Schmo Builder. Okay, where, where, where are you at in the process? And so we can go tell them if you're approved for 500000 and you're buying $100,000 land, I'm not telling you to go get a budget with your builder for 400000 I need to go back and do the math on we need to add in a contingency fund. We need to do this. Are there utilities on site that need to be included? All these things that, again, going back to you really need to do construction loans all the time to know you, you miss those things. And I give you, I give a realtor a pre-approval letter on this land, and I didn't do the due diligence of like, oh, they're going to need a well for this project up front. And I screw up the whole deal as a loan officer because I haven't 
done my due diligence. Right. On it, you know, so, so well can be financed in, but are there other utilities or anything that can't be financed in to making the lot buildable? If it's part of the construction, it can all be built into the loan. I mean, there, there's nothing that we can't build into the loan. As long as it's yeah. part of the construction, if it's something, I mean. All goes under the cost breakdown, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it's, we should preface all this with, it, we're most comfortable, obviously, talking about construction loans with our product for our bank. Sure. There are different banks that offer different things. So for us, yeah, we do allow any utilities, anything permits, anything that needs to be included in the loan, you pretty much can. So mm-hmm. landscaping, tree removal, we allow all that. I do know other banks need utilities on site already. So some of that's going to depend on what bank you're working with, too. Cool. Um, and then you touched on the contingency reserve. What is that? Break we, it down. Why do you need one? We used to only have a 5% contingency, but we've changed it to 10. And it's really a safety net for everybody, more mm-hmm. more than for the borrower itself. Um, when we close your loan, we can't go back and restructure that loan. And if something gets uh, excavation or you want an upgrade, you know, not money out of your pocket, if you don't have it, we have that built in where we can go grab it out of that contingency fund and just add it to the loan. Um, you know, we when you're... Uh, drilling for a well, you have no idea if you don't hit where you're thinking you're estimating it out and they got to go another 500 feet, might be a couple extra thousand bucks. A lot of borrowers don't have that funds. You know, if they're putting a big chunk already down, they don't have the extra funds for that. So we already have it built in. It's a safety net. Um, it makes the builder comfortable knowing that as well. Um, but it's de- it's a requirement we have 10%. Um, most people are okay with it, to be honest with you. Once you explain what it is, that's pretty industry standard, from what I've heard. Ten percent usually is what I'll especially I'll when tell lumber people. was increasing yeah. at how much? Per that's <laughs> why we increased yeah. it from five to ten. <laughs> right. Well, right. what's yeah. crazy was even during the price. I mean, in the middle of a, a construction loan after we already closed, they would have price increases. Where I don't know how the legality part it, that even happened, but I mean, we were getting stuck where we can't finish the loan now because they're not approved anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, manufactured homes. Can you do a construction loan on a manufactured home? Yep. And again, it goes back to the, they're different. So they're different than a stick built home. The programs themselves pretty much the same, but what you need up front, what you know you need to get is usually you've got the manufacturer and the dealer. You're getting a price from them on what the home's actually going to cost. Then you need to have some sort of general contractor who's doing all the site development, Mm -hmm. placement, tie downs, pads, all that other work. So you need to know, I need to get both bids, combine them all together. We typically don't need to, like an example on the contingency on manufactured homes, you typically don't need a contingency on the manufactured home itself because it's a set price be be coming through the, the, right. the manufacturer. So mm-hmm. we only need, so the contingency can be a lot smaller on manufactured homes, which can help keep costs down a little bit for them. So my experience, and it, it's been many, many years. I was a processor for 15 years before I ever even got into sales. And uh, I, I used to process. National City actually had the best construction loan <laughs> back in the day. National <laughs> City was where it was at. Um, I mean, that was, I mean, back then in 2005 and six, everybody was getting a loan if you had a pulse. Uh, <laughs> especially build, builder business, that was great. Um, all sorts of incentives. Went a trip to Hawaii and know do so nice. many construction loans yeah those were the good old days <laughs> or were they but so my my current experience is really only with private money uh you know private money uh i've always kind of i've always said well you know you you have a lot more flexibility to do it with what you want i mean obviously we know the the rates are astronomical and the points and the fees and you know if you've got 90 you know 90 percent of finished value or 70 percent of uh, appraised value there's so many different things on there 
But there are actually construction loans for what conventional FHA, USDA, VA. So VA and USDA, those I'm really curious about those. Those are up mm -hmm. to 100% financing. So is, is, can you guys kind of explain a little bit more on on the standard programs that we're all used to of like what people can, what people can expect as far as out of pocket and is it is it truly you know like the hundred percent financing? I would say absolutely. Um, the VA is absolutely one hundred percent free. I mean, there's no down payment, nothing. Um, conventional is five percent down. FHA is three and a half percent. USDA is zero two. We don't do a lot of them just because of where the market's at right now. Um, VA was a little tricky. Uh, a lot of builders won't work with us with the VA. A lot of banks won't even do a VA construction loan. Um, the problem is we can't charge an interest-only payment to them. It's a non-allowable. Right. Uh, banks, that's where they make their money, mm -hmm. on construction. So we've, Jake and I have gone to battle. Uh, we've called the VA directly, figured out how we get the, We have to work to get a builder to agree to put it, get an estimation of the, uh, the interest for the time frame. And then we actually add that to a line item on their cost breakdown. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a little tricky because builders don't want to do that because they're going to end up paying taxes on that end of the year when they're showing their overall, right, their numbers. Um, but we've had a few accept it, and it works great for us. Um, it's, we're still charging the interest. It's just you can't charge them that, that interest-only payment during the month. Um, but it's a zero-down loan, conventional going back to it's 5% down, uh, FHA 3.5% closing cost. Um, I can speak to our bank a little bit. Um, there's not a lot more extra cost to it. You know, you have some inspection fees, things like that, that they're charging up front. Um, but a lot of that stuff is still built into the loan uh, as well. So um, is there anything else? We no. Do that? You nailed it, man. Cool. Proud of you. Wow. You never say that, Jake, um. so that's <laughs> weird. <clears throat> Sorry. So going back, just saying it in di a different term, because typically my knowledge of construction loans is that during the draw or the construction period, you get an interest-only um, payment being made. But does that mean with a USDA loan, they're making their full principal and interest payments during the draw period? So then do you have to qualify them with their current rent payment in addition to that? We do not. So when we're qualifying people up front, if they have an outgoing mortgage that they're not going to sell, mm -hmm. we got to hit them with both. Sure. If they have an outgoing rent and they're going to continue renting for 9, 12 months while the home's being built, we're only, it's, it, it is kind of a tricky thing where you're underwriting these deals up front and they got to qualify for it now. Sure. But we're also on that piece of it looking at the end of the day deal where when this turns into their final principal and interest payments, they, what do they qualify at that point? They so will not have a rent payment. Do they not have to make principal and interest during the, during construction, they're only making interest payments okay. based off what's been drawn from the loan. So typically those payments start out a lot less. Yeah. And then, you know, last month or two when the whole loan's been drawn, those are a lot more. And so we do have that conversation with the clients to make sure that during the end of this construction period, when you might have a, it's not technically fully amortized, but you have a fully drawn loan and you're paying interest on it and you're also paying rent or are you living with your in-laws or are you keeping this other mortgage is, are you going to be able to afford that? Because our debt to income ratios can say one thing, but we don't know what you pay for your kid's tuition. We don't know sure. what your phone bill is. And so making sure you're comfortable at the end of the day. So with you do qualify them for the interest plus rent? Mm, no. No, that's no. not. That's not. On that the is side. no, not part. Of it. I mean, we're and just it, and it can't be um, wrapped into the loan because I know in like renovation loans we can do up to six months or so if the home's not uh, livable. Wrapping interest into the loan. Uh, principal and interest. You can principal and interest. Yeah, we're, we we don't wrap any of it into yeah. the, their payments into that's the loan whatsoever. Yeah. So we qualify them on full principal and interest payments. Yeah, private private money will actually allow you to borrow the payments. Yeah. 
if if the finish value of the project is mm-hmm. going to meet a certain uh, loan to value ratio, uh, private money will actually allow you to borrow those payments. Yeah. But then you know over time, I mean, when you get your payoff, man, your loan's a lot higher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can your build as much as you higher. want into the loans, but it just yeah. makes your loan and payment higher. So. Yep, that's how. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. And, uh, you know, let's draw this out. What's the, what's the draw process? <laughs> what's it like? What's it like? Who wrote that question? <laughs> I did. Let's draw this out. <laughs> draw this one out. But, um, for us. <laughs> draw this out. Draw this out. Uh, draw is typical. I mean, uh, when we close, we send out an email with a link. Uh, it's called Built. And a lot of big builders use that. And basically, you're setting up a, an online portal uh, between the builder, the borrower, myself, uh, the lender, and also... Uh, man-made um, and through that you can see where all the numbers are at what's been you know what your availability uh, money is uh, what's been drawn so far but through that so at closing you know we're gonna have the builder already requesting a draw usually it's about fifty thousand um, when they go to draw or request another draw that's going to go into we send out an inspection inspector to do an inspection make sure whatever they drew on the start off is, is completed uh, that request actually goes to the bar as well they got a uh, uh, they have to approve it, right? it too as well. Yeah, excuse me. Getting stuck on the, the podcast here. I got gotcha. you. Um, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Um, but it's once everything's approved and the inspector's gone out and said, oh, yeah, that, that's, you know, then they get their next draw. Um, it's pretty easy. Um, they get it within a couple of days from the request as long as everybody's, you know, inspection is all that done. But it's, it's pretty, I mean, yeah. it's pretty easy. And going. one thing we've done to start expediting that process too is typically you would wait until a draw needed to be done or requested and then send an inspector out there. And right. who knows with holidays or something, it might take them a couple of days to get out there. That takes a couple of days to process as we've got in the habit now of an inspector just goes out once every single month, because even if they're not requesting a draw that month, it's still very important for us to be able to go. Cause we have access to this too. So we can go in and look at the most recent inspection where the progress was at and everything. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to be able to see that progress every single month, even if draws aren't going to be happening. So then when we do get a draw, they don't even necessarily need the inspector to go out that day. They did it a week ago, and they just approve it off of that. Okay. You know, one thing I didn't put on our list of questions, which I think is really important for people to understand, is builder approval, mm-hmm. right? What is it like to go through builder approval? I know with private money, you've got to have, you know, at least completed one project in X amount of months. You've got to be licensed as, as a general contractor. Um, I'm sure there's other things that you have to meet, but the builder approval process, what is that like? What's typically needed, and how long does it take? I think it's super simple. It takes a few days, um, as long as the builder is willing to give us a, a few financials. I mean, we're not going into, you know, super detailed with them. We're not underwriting them, but we want to make sure they're not. There's no liens against them, you know, with their uh, their subs and things like that. We want to make sure they are who they are and what they say. They can't be a builder who built 20 homes 20 years ago and all of a sudden just want to pop up and do it again. Oh, why not? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, just really it's hard to get that history back then. But if they right. built homes five homes a couple of years ago and came back, we can do it. Um, I've had somebody who worked for a builder, just got licensed, and we got him approved, you know, from ground up. Just enough history, enough. It's pretty simple. It takes a couple yeah. of days. And, and uh, if I have understand it right, VA is a specific builder license as well, permitting the, process. The builder does have to be approved yeah. through the VA on our side to check financials, call references, call subs that have worked, you get paid on time. All that is pretty similar for us. They do have to go through the process of being mm-hmm. approved through the VA, which is why a lot of builders won't also work with us because they just don't want to go through the process of getting yeah. that done. Is that process longer typically to go through? Mm, it, uh, we can put them in touch and help out with the process. A lot of times 
they can go through that and, and most of it can be done online nowadays mm-hmm. and, and be working on that while we're working on our oh, site. Like Cause we send days, I feel like, uh, yeah, okay. it, it doesn't usually experience. hold things up. So like sure. days wise, I haven't really counted it before I care about, are you holding me up right now? And, yeah. and it hasn't held me up before. Yeah. So. And then, um, loan officers that are thinking about like becoming the expert in construction too. Um, I, I, again, like I've, I've done renovation. I don't do construction and I will always clean it off to someone else. But my question would be like, does having a builder that's experienced with going through the financing process make a big difference in the actual construction of it? Because with renovation, we have to ask for a lot of items from the builder up front. And that is the only part that really slows it down. So I'd assume it's the same with construction, but, um, it's it's huge. Yeah, it's absolutely (laughs) huge. We've, uh, I mean, we've blackballed a builder from just from taking too long. I mean, we hedge these, you know, we're locking somebody in, we're hedging it for so long. And if they go for a certain time frame, it really screws over the bank. We start losing money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're pulling teeth out to get answers back, just like anything else, and, and working with a realtor, mm-hmm. if they're not getting back to us over simple questions, I mean, I've called a big, big builder, they're corporate, and they wouldn't call me back. They're scared to death of talking to the lender. I'm just like, where are we at with this? Yeah. Um, it's it's bad. So having a builder who is on top of it, understanding how to do everything is very helpful yeah. in getting things done. And setting expectation that comes back to the yeah. loan officer too. So um, the question would be, as a loan officer, is it worth your time? When do you get paid in the whole process? What's yeah. <laughs> so I don't we're know. Talking money. <laughs> yeah, we're talking money. You guys are getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> is that on the Millers? Um, <laughs> yes. So I think it's, in, in my opinion, I don't think we'd be doing it if we didn't think it was worth it. Sure. I think it's... Again, if you're one-offing them and doing them every once in a while, it's probably not going to feel like it's worth your money. Um, I can't speak for every company on how each loan officer at a WAPED or a U.S. bank or whoever gets actually paid on construction loans. For us, you're typically we're typically doing one-time closed construction loans, so we're getting paid our commissions on the upfront deals. There mm-hmm. are times in certain scenarios where you're getting paid a portion upfront and you're getting your other portion at modification in rare circumstances. And so may, I, again, at other companies that maybe that maybe they get paid when it's completely done and you get your CFO and you modify it into the principal and interest full payments. I'm not hundred percent. The, the one-offs make it not worth it because you're married to that bar all the way through it. Right. Mm-hmm. So technically you got a ton of going married. on it. Te- yeah, technically, technically married. married. Technically <laughs> but I mean, it's when you get paid up front and you got to stay with them for the next 12 months to make sure everything goes right. You're, I mean, it's tough. Is it really worth it? Uh, well, if you're doing a bunch of them, it's part of what you do, and you're engulfed in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Expectations is what makes the whole loan process and any loan pro- program what way easier. But was um, I'm going to go back. Don't, yeah, don't go back. cut me off yet. <laughs> the, co- the government loans, the construction loans, are they then considered 31-year loans because you have the draw period that goes into the fully amortizing, or is it still a 30-year that amortizes on 29 years? Pretty much for us, all of them, even the conventional ones, is it's that first year of interest only payments and then it does roll into an amortize over 30 years, 30 years. from so the modification date 31. once it's done. Yeah. So it's technically a 31 year loan. And then in the interest only period, if uh, there's any missed payments, hopefully you've never experienced this, but is that a concern? <laughs> Cause it's, I feel like that would don't, be, don't look at me that way. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't miss the payments. J- Jake had one where they missed a payment and what, I mean, it's a 30 day late. It's yeah. a mortgage payment. Yeah. Um, you want to take that over? Mm, Jake? No. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for bringing that <laughs> up. Let's, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Well, we we kind of figured out already who the Dodger fan was. Uh, that's the guy who's technically married. Um, we're gonna wow. s- we're gonna send her this podcast afterwards. My hat goes off to you. Down. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys know the one rule of truth and lending. I 
if it's what I saw in the email, it's no shameless plugs. Ah, no there shameless it is. self-promotion. Good job, okay. Jake. Okay, Good the job. one the one question we ask everyone, and that's okay. I mean, we've never had anyone on in 70-some-odd episodes that's come on and talked about construction lending the way you guys have. So mm-hmm. you, you get a little bit of a pass. <laughs> so money, power, fame, and why? We'll start with you, Corey. I would say money. You know, I don't really need the fame, but... You know, power, money, you can do anything you want with money, right? Kind of go do what you do, please. Uh And I think that creates power a little bit. Um, I don't, the fame, I don't Nobody chooses fame. Boo, Randy. I'm the only one that chooses fame. (laughs) Fame is your, I mean, you're on, I mean, you like, you're on TV. I've seen you, so you like that. But if you're fame, you're all over the place. You get no for those leeway. Outside of Central Oregon, he how, is famous. Friends. He is famous. He how is famous, famous are we? How famous are we talking? Are we talking Taylor Swift famous? <laughs> are, are Travis Kelsey that. famous? Exactly my point. <laughs> Randy Vance famous. All right, you money, money power, or fame, Jake. <laughs> you know, we, we Corey and I talked about this yesterday when we when we knew we might be asked this question. We both said money simply because I think money can get you. If you wanted power, money could get you there. Most people who are famous have money. Yeah. Get there because of money. I, I, this I, is the part in the show where I go to explain why I choose fame. <laughs> Please. You can just listen back to our old ones. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and and it's, it's not to be famous, right? It's not to be the guy that's signing the autographs. It's what am I going to be known for? What do people know me as, right? Being known. Hey, this is a great loan officer. He's really good at doing loans, but he's a real jerk personality. Or do I want people to know me for being a good, decent human being? Good, decent. Right? Wow, look at you not shamelessly good, plugging yourself. <laughs> good, great, friendly, good, good person and famous. <laughs> Those go together. I'm I'm trying to change the okay. whole. Randy Vance is here notion. in person. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Katie's got Katie's got a All question right. for you so guys. So, mortgage dudes, how has uh, social media helped your brand? Social media. I wouldn't say we get loans called from you know mortgage dudes on the social media, but it definitely is top of mind marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've been when we accidentally showed up an hour earlier, early for the, the <laughs> podcast, and we're talking with Randy. <laughs> you would talk about the TV ads, and mm-hmm. it's you're not getting specific deals. Someone call, hey, I saw your TV ad, and I want to do a mortgage with you because I saw you. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of the same for our Instagram or Facebook or just posting on things. Is we know, especially in social media, like mortgages are boring. boring. <laughs> like if you if we just sat there and talked about know. an I FHA would, loan, it's different. <laughs> yeah, we, us nerds, mortgage nerds, would think that. But we've tried to make we're still giving information about mortgages, but are trying to do it in a fun light, making fun of ourselves kind of thing. Because I always say on social media, the things that get the most views are funny or provocative. Corey and I aren't real provocative. And if we were, <laughs> if we were, we'd be a trouble. We'd be a heck of a lot yeah. more we'd, famous. We'd, 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 be te- we'd be technically married if we were two more provocative. <laughs> more so. We're not filming. This episode will not be on YouTube, but I will just let all of the listeners know that they are not provocative <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that Randy. cowboy boots are a little provocative <laughs> it, well, it, mortgage uh, dudes has been fun though it's been fun for us we've been out i mean randy's probably got it where people are like are you guys the mortgage dudes we love watching those videos so oh they're hilarious they're yeah. fun so. you got to check out i'll do the shameless plug for you guys uh, if you're on instagram you got to check out at mortgage dudes just yep. there's a couple of Is impersonators it? that are like the underscore mortgage dudes no not the same thing <laughs> go to the original at mortgage dudes Love what you guys have. Um, you want to stick around and help us read the news? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we'll just uh, 
We'll just start from the top one and we'll go around. I'll start since Corey didn't. CPI was a little hotter than expected in December, coming in at 0.3% month over month and 3.4 year over year. Can anyone say data dependent? Yeah, I can. Data dependent. Data. It's a data data. Data data. I'm a data guy. Data. Data guy. Okay. Eye on housing reports that building materials prices plummeted in 2023. Come back 5% contingency reverse. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, CNBC reports that the NASDAQ CEO, Adina Friedman, warns the Fed to not start cutting rates too early. I don't like Adina. (laughs) Adina. (laughs) Unemployment numbers are still lower than expected, signifying a strong jobs market. Retail sales, much hotter than projected in December. They came out today, leading to a bit of a sell-off on the market. And as I look, yeah, things, it's a red day. It's a red day. Two in a row. Boo. Boo. Eye on the housing reports, a surge in builder sentiment with failing, falling interest rates. I got to wear glasses. I'm sure. That's okay. You tell me I'm going to have to read. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Mortgage applications rise roughly 10% across the board. You guys are so good at reading the news. We got to have hard. you back on. Um, you know, rates from last week to this week haven't picked up a whole lot. We're still hovering around six and three quarters for. 30-year fixed. Uh, Gubby rates are actually better than they were this time last week when we recorded our last show. Um, yeah, it's a roller so coaster. Things are good. If, if you're out there and you're worried about rates, look at the three-month average. That'll make you <laughs> that feel, a lot, you feel a, lot a lot better. Yeah. It well, made me feel better this morning, Randy. Good. good. Well, hey, uh, thanks again to uh, Jake Van Cleve, Corey Alderman, the mortgage dudes. The mortgage at the mortgage dudes. At, at mortgage, mortgage dudes. dudes. That's right. <laughs> and you can message us on Instagram at Truth and Lending Podcast. This is right. fun. This was fun. I need to Appreciate go hang out it. with some girls now. <laughs> Construction talk. <laughs> Technically married. <laughs>